Hi, it's Eliana. So today I'm going to discuss the underground tunnel systems and the UFO bases under North America. Recently I had mentioned that Canada and NORAD are connected by tunnel systems and that there are underground four dumps bases in Alaska. In addition to that information, there is another dumps base not too far away from South Surrey, White Rock, British Columbia, Canada area, which is close to the Blaine, United States border. I have been seeing various UFO crafts that are triangular shaped and saucer shaped since 2015 until 2019 between the areas of 124th Street and 140th Street and 140th Street in South Surrey in the South Surrey White Rock locations in British Columbia, Canada. The UFO crafts fly at night and have been reported by witnesses as multiple sightings since 2011 to present day in the areas of South Surrey, Surrey, White Rock, Langley, British Columbia, Richmond, Coquitlam areas, many different areas even going to the border of the states to Blaine and Bellingham and further out. So this seem, these areas seem to be hot spots for UFOs, saucer shaped, the saucer shaped ones and the triangular ones, the black ones and, and other colors as well. People have said cylindrical, silver, dark silver, light silver, black, um, green as well. I saw a green triangular craft in 2017, which I had, I didn't have time to photograph it, but I had digital, but I had digitally drawn it. So it's, it's in one of my experiencer books. And I've talked about it a few times. So there's been a lot of things happening around Canada and Alaska. It started in January, February 2023. And I'm going to talk about what all of that is because it's interconnected to a lot of UFO activity in some bases in Alaska, in here, in BC, Canada and U.S. border. So when the satellite spy cylindrical probe was taken out flying over Alaska and Canada back in February 2023, it was tracking the location of the four Dumbs underground bases in Alaska. That is what I had gotten from that remote viewing that I did. And that's posted publicly. Anybody can see this on my YouTube channel. And some of these locations, apparently, of these UFO bases, it's on the Ivan Boas map, which I just found today from the Underground Alien Bases book. Ivan Boas was a researcher and a contactee who had lived in Toronto, Canada, and had various contact experiences with extraterrestrials that had showed him the mapped locations of the various UFO bases in North America that seem to be active even to this day. In regards to the four Dumbs bases in Alaska and the one Dumbs base near White Rock and the Blaine U.S. border, with the locations that I am familiar with through the remote viewing of the satellite probe shot down over Alaska in and living in proximity to the base near the U.S. border. So on Ivan Boas's maps, these locations, the, the four bases in Alaska and the one near White Rock, uh, British Columbia South U.S. Blaine border, it's labeled as UFO bases, like alien bases. I think they're no longer alien bases and more like converted into dumbs, U.S. Canada military operations. So I don't think all of these are alien bases anymore, or it could be a joint operation now 
between extraterrestrials and U.S. Canadian military. I have not personally remote viewed those four dumb spaces in Alaska. There's a lot going, going on there. I was just looking at what that satellite probe was doing in February. Because it was a three-day period where strange things were flying between Alaska, Yukon, Lake Erie. Things were flying. Three things were shot down. The cylindrical object was the most important one because it was a satellite probe doing reconnaissance and surveillance. It wanted to find those four bases underground, those four dubs in Alaska, because they're doing some things shouldn't, they should not be doing. So that was what that probe was doing, because it's connected to satellite feeds. It had antennas, it it had a interesting... It was said that it didn't have a propulsion system, but it did have something electrogravitic that was powering it. And that's in that remote viewing and it's published. So I, I have been very honest in disclosing that I am also an experiencer contactee and abductee, having, having been abducted and doing a 60 and back contract in the secret space programs of planetary corporations and lunar space operations basis on the moon and Mars. So I think that there could be an association for where I live to the SSP programs and the dumb spaces under Alaska and the one near White Rock, British Columbia. Why would various triangular and saucer shaped crafts be flying around near where I live and most likely, most likely utilizing the various tunnel systems leading from Canada connected to NORAD to conduct secret military operations? Canada is like a pyramid structure of ancient tunnel systems connected to the U.S. North America. It's a hot spot for UFOs and people have been disappearing in British Columbia without any explanation for a long time. Police can't even find these people. They've disappeared by the thousands. Women, children, families, men, Fire Mountain, Lake, People have seen UFOs there. People have disappeared there. It's on the um, maps of the 211 David Pilatus documentary, like British Columbia. If you want to disappear, you come here to disappear. This province is one of the strangest places. There's a lot of cavern systems. There's a lot of mountains here. There's a lot of tunnels highways where you can literally virtually go missing by accident or get abducted by UFOs, by perverts and pedophiles. There, there's a lot of weird things that have happened here in British Columbia. Thankfully, I live in an area where I've only seen UFOs. I have never been abducted by anything other than planetary corporations and now I understand what that is. I've never been abducted by anything else that was despicably horrible where I never came back from those abductions. So that has never happened to me, thankfully. Like I've never been abducted by pedophiles, but some people have been unlucky where that has happened here in Canada. That's a problem we still have to today. Uh, where people have just disappeared and never come back. We do have a lot of vortexes, portals, and hotspots as well for that. So people could have been accidentally transported through portal hotspots. This, this is a vortex pyramid hotspot like Canada and Alaska. Alaska is like the Bermuda Triangle, the second Bermuda Triangle. So there's a lot of weird things going on in Alaska. There's also a pyramid structure in Alaska that goes back to the ancient Atlantean times. So there's 
energetic frequency technology coming from that pyramid. It's a black pyramid and it's in Alaska, Atlantean technology. And there's those four bases, whether alien slash dumbs or just now dumbs converted, that's in Alaska. There's stuff also under Victoria, British Columbia, tunnel systems and ancient craft that I had remote viewed a few years ago. There's a lot of strange things here, but there's been a lot of activity going on in 2023 and 2022 that's connected to Alaska. There was an event in early 2023 where the Admiral Gorshkov Russian frigate was heading towards those four Alaskan underground bases close in January 2023 to take them out. But they would have nuked Alaska if they had tried to destroy the bases, so that frigate had to be portaled back to the Atlantic Ocean so it could head into the Indian Ocean. It was never supposed to end up in the Pacific Ocean. So this Admiral Gorshkov Russian frigate had Zircon missiles on it. Very dangerous. And they were supposed to just be doing a joint operations with the Indian Navy and the Chinese Navy. Just their regular yearly thing they do. But they decided they wanted to uh, take care of business and take out those underground dumps. In Alaska and they went to the Bermuda area where they where they were not supposed to be and uh, charted off to the Pacific Ocean uh, went where they shouldn't the forget was sailing in the wrong waters so I was alerted to this because sometimes they do missions and I was supposed to take care of this because this thing, this frigate, it had a lot of missiles and it was coming in hot. Uh, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do with it because sometimes I take on missions when something is a threat level, high threat level to where I live in the vicinity, North America, I get assignments. Um, so I just, I wanted to just elect electrocute the forget and make it explode. But Time Corporations frowns upon simply destroying things that are that are on that are in the wrong place. This thing was in the wrong place, wasn't supposed to be here. Uh, I was instructed to portal to portal it back to the Atlantic where it was supposed to be sailing into the Indian Ocean to do its military exercises with the Indian Navy and the Chinese Navy. So, but, you know, sometimes human beings have missions that they're supposed to do, and they're supposed to do their duty and serve their country. But the thing is, this vessel, like, look, if it, if it launched its Zircon uh, missile nukes, it would have blasted Alaska and British Columbia out of Kingdom Come. This would have been a tragic mess to take out four dumps that way. You take out dumps bases in different ways with energetic frequency targeting systems. You don't nuke something from a warship, from a frigate with Zircon missiles. You don't nuke it that way. They would, they would have just destroyed Alaska and British Columbia because I'm near Alaska. I'm right next to Alaska. So that would have been... The way they were planning to do this was not right. Someone cannot simply also electrocute a vessel that has hypersonic missiles on it which have the speed of Mach 9. Mach 9, Mach 9. It's, uh, that, that I can do either. You can't electrocute something. I took out some of the laser beam weapons that came from the moon to harp because they were planning to do two massive earthquakes in 2015, 2017. Like, shake it up. 
earthquakes, 8 and 9 on the Richter scale, mega thrust earthquakes. And I took out the laser beams that were going to amplify the harp antennas to do this. And that, that tech is in Alaska, the basically atmosphere cookers, pressure cookers, those are in Alaska and it's been decommissioned somewhat and it's changed hands from the military to a research university. So it's been slowed down, but they were going to cause some mega big earthquakes to target California, from Alaska to target California. That would have taken out Alaska, British Columbia, California, San Francisco, and half of the Pacific Northwest. So that was, uh, those laser beams were taken out with electrical energy. And thankfully that didn't cause any harm, didn't destabilize anything, but you cannot take a warship that has missiles on it or nukes by simply wanting to electrocute it and just sink it. This is not, you're not playing battleship. That's not what, what this is. I had to think about this and I was told that an electrical surge, surge strike could have taken out the frigate. So the, the electrical surge strike could have taken out the frigate, but it could have also detonated the missiles on board that craft. Then it would have taken out parts of Alaska and British Columbia, Canada anyway, and that would have done me no good since I live in BC, British Columbia, Canada. So yeah, um, that was a no-go because I, I thought electrical surge strike could do it. It could take out the frigate, but it, would, it could also trigger those missiles to activate and explode on the craft or even go off the craft, which would have caused a colossal, massive catastrophe could have set off earthquakes, could have set off tsunamis, would have blasted Alaska, and it would have blasted BC, probably California too, and San Francisco, so that was a no-go. I was told to that I would need to be setting up an energetic perimeter around the vessel to contain it, and then creating a portal to spatially time shift it to another location that this was the only solution to make sure it did not go to Alaska. Originally, the frigate was spotted veering off course and sailing to Bermuda. From there, deviated off course and had a target to sail to Alaska and entering the Pacific Ocean. So this was a moral dilemma. How do you remove the thing without destroying it and without destroying land masses and triggering catastrophes, man-made catastrophes? And the only solution was to portal it out and put it back into the Atlantic Ocean to sail into the Indian Ocean. And it was put back where it was supposed to go on course. And they were warned not to come back, not to be near Alaska, because they cannot destroy those four dumb spaces that way. They're not allowed to do it that way because it would cause massive destruction. That's not the way to do it. And there were, were some things, strange things happening last year too. Last September 2022, a single U.S. Coast Guard cutter had spotted a total of seven Chinese and Russian naval ships near Alaska. During July-August 2023, the U.S. had dispatched four Navy warships as well as a reconnaissance airplane after multiple Chinese and Russian military vessels carried out a joint Naval Patrol near Alaska. The U.S. Northern Command, that's NORAD, confirmed the combined Chinese and Russian Naval Patrol, stating, Air and mar maritime assets under our commands conducted operations to assure the defense of the United States and Canada. NORAD works jointly. It is United States-Canada operated. Jointly operated. U.S. Senators from Alaska said the flotilla in question was made up of 11 Chinese and Russian warships, 
working in concert near the Aleutian Islands. Four destroyers and a Poseidon P-8 patrol airplane made up the U.S. response to the Chinese and Russian flotilla. The combined Russian-Chinese naval patrol appeared to be the largest such flotilla to approach U.S. territory. To approach the U.S. territory. Why would you have the Russian and Chinese warships and warplanes constantly trying to patrol around Alaska? 2022, 2023, and that satellite probe, that spy probe that was trying to get reconnaissance of the land and the water where these four dumps are in Alaska, it was trying to surveil where those four dumps were in the water and underneath the land. Three of the dumps are on underground, under Alaska, under the land mass, and one is in the water near Alaska. It was surveying both the water and the land stuff to find those four dumb spaces. And they're dumbs. It, right now, they're dumbs. So it's not a coincidence that China and Russia have been trying to figure out where these four dumb spaces are and how to take them out. That, so then we have the question, why are the Russians and the Chinese Navy and military so interested in doing surveillance reconnaissance of Alaska. It's because there are four highly classified underground dumps bases that unlawfully spy on other places in the world. Those bases have UFO reverse engineering programs. Those are four places that are highly classified on the maps of what likely Dr. Stephen Greer has of 145 base locations of dumbs and military facilities where these illegal reverse engineering programs are being run and Alaska is one of them unfortunately. And British Columbia has some of them as well where this stuff is done. Hotspot activities. Why would you have triangular shaped and saucer shaped crafts flying around reverse engineered man-made UFOs flying over North America. It's from these illegal reverse engineering UFO programs from very shady corporations and groups that are a conglomerate in doing this, have been doing this since the 1930s in the US, in Canada, in Germany, and other countries. It's global, worldwide. I'm just going to share some of the locations of the UFO activity in South Surrey, White Rock, BC, Canada. Actual information on real-time map stuff. Because people always ask me, where is your evidence to prove any of this, that this is real? Well, people have reported these UFO sightings of the triangular craft and the saucer-shaped craft, so there is evidence. And I live where I live. I have mapped out the locations of where I live in the South Surrey, White Rock, BC, Canada areas and where the UFO crafts have been spotted and officially reported by witnesses. I think these UFO crafts are man-made, reverse-engineered crafts from originally crash site retrieval crafts of non-human origin, but this is human-made by military industrial complex and these covert groups, black ops groups, shadowy group that have these reverse engineering programs. That's where this is coming from. And it's both pervasive in Canada, United States, because this is happening in North America. This is the hotspot for this types of operations to be done. I don't think that there is any coincidence in regards to having UFO and DUMS underground bases being in close proximity to where I live. I had, I was born in Ukraine 
and I have been abducted by Black Drazer and Shrub Invictus, Invictus reptilians, two different species, from Ukraine, taking me through a dark portal to underground tunnel systems from under Kharkov, Ukraine, all the way to Rostov, veering off Rostov to Kokoshin, to the Kokoshin Mountains, where they have a dumps facilities facility and maybe other facilities, bio, bioengineering laboratories, where they allowed reptilian species to do medical experiments on children in those underground tunnel systems in the dumb space, where the human personnel were aware of what the reptilians were doing to the children. So this this started off with tunnels, uh, underground dumps facilities. This started off when I was two to ten, when I was born in the Ukraine, got taken to a dumb space in, in Russia through tunnel systems connected from Kharkov, Ukraine to Rostov, Russia in a mountain system underground dumps. It started when I was a kid in Ukraine and near Russia. Think about it. The places I've lived and what I'm connected to that's not coincidence. That's a reality that I've lived. So again, I don't think it's a coincidence. It's, it's all based on proximity. Having UFO and Dumb's underground bases being close proximity to where I live. This is all interconnected with the various experiences that I have had with TR3B crafts monitoring my movements as well as the SSP involvement. I've had triangular craft hovering over my house. Not just one house, several houses that I've lived in. Between 124th Street and 140th Street, South Surrey, White Rock areas. And I photograph these crafts. I have photographs, physical photographs of this stuff. Physical photographs from 2017 to 2019 where I was taking active photos because I was seeing these things floating above my house, quietly floating about, hovering, making no sound, zero sound. It was not airplanes. It was not helicopters. I've seen airplanes and helicopters. There's search and rescue by the beach near White Rock, where I now live. So I've seen what that looks like at night. And these things, the triangular crafts, were not that. They were quiet. They were hovering. Just from warp speed appearing in the sky as if they just came in transdimensionally. Like a shooting star appearing. Then the image of the actual craft starts hovering above the house. And you see when it comes out from warp drive or hyperspace, you start to see what the craft looks like when it comes out of its little warp bubble. And you see what it actually looks like. That would happen regularly. And, and I have photographed the TR-3B type crafts hovering above my house in South Surrey by the woods, as well as other crafts later on in White Rock, BC. The photographs have always been taken at night between 6 p.m. in the evening and even at 2 a.m. in the mornings. This is usually when the crafts are flying operationally in the skies. And no, I don't think it's extraterrestrials coming to pick me up for a contact experience. It was SSP, Planetary Corporations and Lunar Space Operations. Extraterrestrials do not pick you up in a triangular craft that looks man-made. You could see the lights. It was man-made. TR craft. There is nothing being reported seen during the daytime. We don't see any of these triangles or saucer-shaped craft during the day. They do their operations at night when they think 
the least amount of people will be looking up in the sky to see something or to find a UFO. Covert operations, and they're usually cloaked, but sometimes they decloak when they want to pick you up or actively monitor you and they want you to know that they're present. So you don't overstep your boundaries and don't talk too much about your abductions, experiences, etc., etc. I know I'm being monitored. I know I'm being watched and surveilled. That's nothing new to me. I've known it since 2014. And even before that, when I had QHHT quantum hypnosis regression session done, where I found out about the reptilian abductions, where I found out about the SSP abduction stuff, this is nothing new. I know I'm being monitored. So we're going to look at the maps of what I was talking about, these locations. So Vancouver is the biggest city we have, then Richmond, Coquitlam, Delta, White Rock, the blue spot marked, that's where I live now. Surrey, and I lived in South Surrey at one point. Not Central Surrey, South Surrey, where the major activity is seen usually, of the triangular craft and the saucer-shaped ones. There's Langley, there's Langley Township. There's also Abbotsford, and I lived in Abbotsford, and uh, didn't have good energy there, because it's close to radon gas in Kelowna, also radon gas. Sometimes it can attack people's immune system, those people that are sensitive to radon gas, this is an invisible gas chemical that's uranium radiated. Sometimes it's in some mountains. Black Mountain in Kelowna is full of radon gas, and it's also a hot spot for, guess what, UFOs. There's a base under Kelowna as well, where greys have abducted humans. Since the 1990s, it's a thing. It's quite popular here where we are to get abducted by greys. I've never been abducted by greys, but I did live in Kelowna and I saw a lot of triangular crafts. I saw helicopters flying over the mountain constantly. And I saw a few saucer-shaped craft. So, took a lot of pictures in Kelowna, more than even South Surrey, White Rock area. A lot of pictures of UFOs. Plus a few helicopters were caught on pictures hovering above the house. Yeah, so Kelowna had also helicopter activity. Um, White Rock is where I am. And it's close to Blaine. It's close to the U.S. border where there's a lot of UFO activity as well. Blaine, Bellingham. So it's a, it's a thing here. Victoria, British Columbia also has a lot of tunnels and it has a lot of UFO activity. I've never lived in Victoria. I've been there and I remote viewed what's under Victoria. Tunnel systems and there was a UFO base, a moving UFO base that was under Victoria that I remote viewed. And that's also public. So I thought I would show the maps of the region where I am and how this connects to Ivan Boyas's maps that came out in the 1960s. So these maps, 1960s, 70s, 80s, when he was doing his research and when he had been a contactee and an abductee in Toronto, which is a few provinces away from me, also in Canada. I don't think there's any coincidences here. So, well, this is where this UFO activity is. Uh, White Rock, South Surrey, Semiamo Town Center, Ocean Park. Like, I'm in Ocean Park, White Rock area. I'm in between these two places. You, you see a lot of triangles. You see a lot of saucer-shaped craft. Um, and then when you go down on the map, also a lot of triangles and saucers flying over Blaine and Bellingham. That's where the border is, U.S. border between Canada and U.S. So it's like, I'd say only 15 minutes away by car from me. 
Welcome to Military Industrial Operations between Canada and the U.S. Your dumb spaces, your UFO bases, and everything in between, and all the abductions with the SSP and the Greys and other creatures. We have cryptids, we have Sasquatch, we have everything you want. If you want to be abducted, come to beautiful British Columbia. It's the place for abduction. I kid you not, this is where you want to disappear. If you want to go off-grid, never be found again, or to be abducted by SSP, Military Industrial Complex, the Greys, the Reptilians, you come to BC. You name it, we have it. We, will, we have always had it. I haven't been actively talking about this, but you know what? It's time for full disclosure, and this is full disclosure. What happens here in BC? What happens in Alaska? We have a lot of high strangeness, supernatural, paranormal, and other weird things. It happens here. It's the best place on earth to live. Now, and it's called the most beautiful place on earth and the best place on earth to live. That's what it says on um, the tourism brochures. I kid you not. So, a lot of beautiful forests, lakes, mountains, places to relax, vacation. The beaches are awesome, but um, if you come here, there's a lot of other things you'll encounter, like UFOs, vortexes, portals, strange energy phenomenon. This is the best place on earth for weird things. If you want to experience all of that, come here, please enjoy yourself. It's going to be a wild ride to see this. Um, and here is the wonderful TR-3B or TR-6 as it's been upgraded to in the last 10 years. This was when I was out strolling at night, taking my nightly walk, I'd say around 8 p.m.-ish, or maybe that was 1 a.m.-ish. Hard to say, it was during July, August. So, because I usually like to take my walks after I come home from work from the university. Worked until 7.30, so it would have been 8-ish, like 9-ish, maybe 1 a.m.-ish. No, not afraid to go out alone at night for a walk. Nothing has ever happened to me. I would walk by my house, the woods, and these things would follow me around, would just hover and follow me around as I would take a walk. And I would sometimes take my DSLR Nikon camera D80. I had an old camera back then. And you could still take a photo of that because it would hover and you would see it. It would sometimes not be cloaked and you can see it. So this is the original picture, totally in dark. And this is with the green filter, infrared filter, where you can see better the triangular shape what this object really is. You can see it just in the normal photo but with a filter. So with a filter you can see it better. You can just and it's a TR something. And from 2015 until 2019 I'd see these things hovering above my house, hovering above me when I would go for a walk and I took a lot of photos, close to a hundred photos of these things. And some, some of them would sh shape shift and change shape and look like Christmas ornaments or triangles or pyramids. Not just your standard pyramid or your standard triangle, the man-made ones. Some of them, I suspect, were not man-made. Some of them were extraterrestrial craft, light ships that could shape shift into different things to look like Christmas ornaments. Or it's holographic imprint technology that even these TR crafts could have, where they could do a holographic interface lay, layover where they can make you think you're seeing Christmas ornaments because it's kind of a inverting the shape of the craft through holographic technology. I don't think it was that, but you never know. It could be. They have that tech too these days. And... Let's see what's under the hood of these TR crafts. 
This might be an outdated model of a reverse engineered vehicle, but it's, it, it's still applicable. They have older models, newer models of these things, and they're all in action flying about town all over the world. So we'll start from, this is your typical reverse engineered UFO. You have two sets of crew compartments. This is a saucer shaped craft. Crew compartment on the left, crew compartment on the right. On your left, you have your barium, tight net discs rotating at 20,000 RPM or more. Then you have closer to the middle, your nuclear thermal, thermal electric generator system to make this whole thing spin and hold steady. Then on the right hand side, you have very high electromagnetic field modifies space time in this region. Interior of the hull is neutral. So you have that electromagnetic field system that modifies space-time spatial energy frequency and nulls the radiation fields as well. So whoever is inside the crafts flying them, they're not going to be radiated by radiation from the Allen belt or anything else in space. Folks, we can leave the firmament. We can leave the Earth. The Earth is not flat, it is a sphere. It, is a it has toroidal energy inside the planetary core. We have toroidal fields with what the Schumann resonance interfaces with. Keeps us nice and calm and steady, the Schumann resonance. Then we have on the right hand side, the upper hull is positively charged. Make sure you're not radiated with radiation. So then we have going down to the lower business hand side, right hand side of the craft, you have your linear accelerator chutes that has out rapid bursts that resonate with an inductor coil with electrons at high speed to charge hull to 10 million volts energy distribution, energetic frequency to power the craft so everything is balanced and grounded. Then on the left hand side you have your plasma inductor coil. So some of these crafts are plasma powered. They might have nuclear generator reactors, they might not. Some of the newer crafts are powered by crystalline technology as their engine systems. Then there is the lower hull which is negatively charged for ion distribution to keep radiation out, anything else out energetically that's not supposed to be in the craft. So this is interstellar craft. So it could go into the planetary atmosphere, it can fly in the air, it could go under the water, you have your USOs, and it could fly above the Earth's atmosphere above 80,000 feet. So these things can be silver, they can be black, they can be saucer shaped, some of them are triangular shaped, but the saucer is your typical aerodynamic craft that works well and has worked for thousands of years for the extraterrestrials and the reverse man-made engineered crafts too. Military industrial complex makes them Black Ops covert groups make them. Some of the aspects of the US Navy and Canadian Air Forces, RAF, know about this because they've participated in reverse engineering programs of these things. And Bob Lazar, yeah, he, uh, he was an S4 and tried to reverse engineer one of these lovely, lovely saucer-shaped crafts that they now make perfectly. They can 3D print these babies. 3D print so it's seamless without the rivets and nuts and the bolts. They can do this now perfectly. Reverse engineer that perfectly. Whereas before you'd see rivets and bolts, nuts and bolts and seams, now you don't. So even some of the more complicated reverse engineered UFOs, 
that this covert black ops operations group and its subcells of it have made can be 3D replicated without nuts and bolts and seams. So it's hard to tell whether it's extraterrestrial ones or ours unless they can go time traveling and hyperdimensionally bend space. Those are the extraterrestrial ones. Ours, some of them can do it, some of them can't. And yep, some of these are the typical UFOs you see. Newer versions, older versions. That's what it is. And that's what, on the right hand side, that's what Bob Lazar had tried to work on with what with element 115 and some of the whistleblowers had seen this too at air bases something they accidentally weren't supposed to see but saw during a uh, exhibition so that's what this stuff is and now we're going to go to the proof ufo bases under north america this is Ivan Boyas's maps from the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. I have done some drawings of this. I've added some information where the border lines are, where Canada is, where White Rock, British Columbia is, where Victoria is. Since I've talked about these things on the map, I wanted to show you guys how this would overlay over Ivan Boyas's maps from 81, I believe this is, uh, vintage circa 1981. And he was talking about his abductions in 1960s, lived in Toronto, Canada. That's a few provinces away from me. Interesting. So what I've mapped out is where I live in relation to where that Dumb's UFO base is close to the North American United States border. So you can see my location in relation to that Dumb's base, where I think the TR crafts are coming from and the saucer shaped ones that fly over us at night. And anybody co could go out with a digital camera and take a snap of it. If it's not cloaked, you'll be able to photograph it these days. It's not that hard. Or even shoot video of it. High 1080p video. HD. Shoot at high HD infrared. And use filters. You'll get a better quality of it flying around the UFO. And there's in relation Victoria, the island of Vancouver Island, Victoria. A lot of hot spots for UFOs there some of where I did the remote viewing of that UFO kind of a floating base that moves around underwater. There's a lot of tunnel systems from Canada going through the Rocky Mountains to US NORAD, Shan Mountain, and other places. Now there's the these four dumbs bases under Alaska. So three in Alaska on the left hand side that's Alaska up, 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 three of the UFO bases slash dumbs. Now, these maps are not made by me. I just added today some of the current now features that are in the landscape uh, to better label it so you guys know what I've remote viewed, where I've been. I've seen Alaska and that probe thing was trying to surveil it. Uh, so four dumb spaces, three underground land, and one underwater. And there seems to be a lot of different UFO bases in Canada too. One near me and one further out, and a lot in North America. Those are probably some of the ones that uh, are on Stephen Greer's map, 145 bases, dumbs. UFO bases and other military facilities. This is all here. Um, and I, I just kind of made some notes. A lot of triangular and saucer-shaped crafts flying at night between 124th Street and 140th Street, White Rock, South Surrey, BC, Canada. I made the notes. I hand wrote this. Uh, I have it typed out in this document, but I wanted 
I wanted to, this to be clear what this is and where this happens and the delineations where Alaska is, where Canada is, and where the border is between White Rock, British Columbia, and Blaine, United States. North America is, is huge. So this, this you can see where all this activity happens. Now we're going to take a look. I'm going to read this to you where the source is. UFO bases under North America, according to writer-investigator Ivan Boyas, who has had first-hand encounters with Darrow living under Toronto. Darrow is the ET alien beings, that's what he calls them. I've never met any Darrow. I've never been abducted by Darrow, so I don't know. Uh, apparently they look humanoid with pointed ears and in, in various suits, silver suits. Some of them had hair, some didn't. So this is the UFO basis under North America. This is the map that Ivan Boyce had drawn as what was reported to him where all of this stuff is, the UFO basis, underground basis. Now, I don't think they're all UFO now. I think some of them have been converted into dumb spaces since some of the extraterrestrials are no longer habitating those bases in deep underground facilities. So I think most of them have been converted to dumbs, human activity, military dumbs, military industrial complex operations and black ops operations. But look, it's everywhere. Canada, United States, Greenland, uh, all over the place. It's uh, a lot going on here. And this is the tunnel systems under U.S. and UFO basis, and this includes Canada. From Upper Canada, Iceland, Greenland, Great, it's called the Great Pyramid Overlay. And that's why it's called the Alaskan Pyramid too. Alaska, the, the Alaskan Bermuda Triangle. The Great Pyramid of the Alaskan Ber Bermuda Triangle. That's what it's called. The Great Pyramid of the Alaskan Bermuda Triangle. Because we literally have the Bermuda Triangle over Canada, where all of this happens. And it says, above Thule Hollow Earth. Oh, okay, interesting. So Canada is not too far away from Hollow Earth. Alrighty. You have on your right-hand side, left-hand side, you have the Pacific Ocean. Right-hand side, you have the Atlantic Ocean. Sometimes I confuse my right and my left, sorry. A little dyslexic, to the left, to the right. A little dyslexic. So the Pacific Ocean is on the left-hand side. The Atlantic is on the right-hand side. Uh, upper Canada, North, North America. Upper North America is Canada. Lower North America is United States. So major tunnel systems going from Canada down to major tunnel systems going to the U.S. Rocky Mountains all the way down to Colorado, Cheyenne, and Utah. Covering the Great Lakes. So that's the tunnel systems under North America. Also kind of going to South America, Brazil, Argentina, a little bit there too. So Ivan Boyas, who's the researcher, had composed detailed maps showing ancient tunnel systems under North America and South America. But there's many other ones that are also man-made, more recent tunnel systems not just old ones, not just the ancient extraterrestrial made. There's also ones that are man-made, dumbs-related tunnels connecting to dumb spaces. There's that as well. 
in Canada and the USA. So, yeah, it's a, it's a plethora of things going on. I'm just going to go back to the original map here. Victoria is on the le left-hand side of the Pacific Ocean, where I am in Canada. Left-hand side, White Rock, left-hand side of the Pacific. And this stuff is uh, very interesting. It's, it's a reality that I've lived with for almost 30 years. I've been in Canada for 30 years and I lived in Israel and I was born in Ukraine, Ukraine, Russia. At the time it wasn't free yet, wasn't liberated. Uh, then the perestroika happened and uh, it was a huge mess and we left the Ukraine. Lived two and a half years in Israel. Had a lot of strangeness in that place too. It's interesting place, it's very holy. Ark of the Covenant is there under King Solomon's temple, under the ruins, deep underground, it's there. I stood over it and I felt it. The energy was off the Richter, wow. If you ever go there, whew, it's, uh, it's quite energetic, that place. But, uh, you know, I've, 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 I've lived in very specific places where I needed to be. That's where I was for certain things to happen that needed to happen and for certain missions that I needed to do. So I, I've, I've been leading an interesting lifestyle quietly, but I am talking more about it because people need to know that this stuff exists and it's real. It's all interconnected. And the reverse engineering programs of UFO crafts, non-human origin, biologics, that's real. Human abductions by extraterrestrials, both positive and not so positive, that's real and that happens. Military industrial complex is real with their black ops operations. Secret space programs, planetary corporations, lunar space operations, connections between Canada, U.S. military and NORAD tracking UFOs and having its own reverse engineering programs of UFOs. That's real. The stuff in Antarctica is real. The ice cube neutrino detector. Yep, it's a highway station between monitoring UFO crafts and SSP crafts and their communications. Then it's, it doesn't just pick up neutrino detection stuff. It... Uh, picks up hyperspace communications and encoded messages as well between submarines in the oceans of our world. It tracks submarines and submarine communications as well. All of that stuff is real. It's happening. Directed energy beam weapons, patents for that, that's also real. There's also a plethora of patents that support directed energy beam weapons use. Spying on humans, mind controlling us, changing the chemistry in our mind, sending messages and signals to alter our thought processes and mind control us. That happens with patents for directed energy beam weapons. That's also real. The number of patents out there is disturbing what these active patents do and the technology that's been developed because of them. And I wouldn't be surprised if any of this has happened from reverse engineering AI systems from crash retrieval sites of non-human extraterrestrial crafts and the technology that has been reverse engineered from that for AI systems and for active tech having to do with directed energy beam weapons used in Antarctica, used in Alaska, the pressure cookers of the atmospheric energy control systems to uh, basically warm up that ionosphere and the atmosphere to start all the fires, to start all the floods, tsunamis, the earthquakes, geo, geospatial engineering, geoengineering, cooking up the atmosphere and ionosphere to create man-made disasters and catastrophes all over the planet. CERN, the earthquakes that happened in Italy, in other places, 
Christchurch, New Zealand. CERN, ice cube neutrino detector being turned online, also caused Christchurch, New Zealand earthquakes. The main CERN Hadrian Collider caused the Italian earthquakes last couple of years. All of it is interconnected to reverse engineering of UFOs and UFO programs, dumbs bases, tunnel systems in Russia, Ukraine, bioengineering labs between Russia and Ukraine, extraterrestrial negative reptilians abducting humans, medical experiments, some of these reptilians eating humans, adrenochroming humans to steal their life force energy to sustain themselves, was done, is real, it happened. A lot of trauma for human children, abductions by greys, hybridization, genetic experiments by greys on humans to create hybrids, that's also real part of these experimental projects. The government signed our human life away, the US and Canadian government. So we were abducted by greys, reptilians, and everything else in between. Eaten, abducted, experimented on. A lot of sick people as a result of that, like physically sick and frail and fragile, mental health issues because of those things. It's all real. It's all part of this. It's all interconnected. It's a huge circular cycle of what was going on and still is going on, unfortunately, on Earth. It's not as clean and clear-cut as people think it is. It's being cleaned up, but it's taking time to do it. So I just wanted to talk about this stuff, interconnect, connect the dots, and explain it, what's going on in North America and Canada. So thank you so much, and namaste.